Greetings and welcome to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and Elder J.C. Montgomery. Hello, Tallahassee. We welcome you back again to another exciting show. Yes, indeed. Last week's show, we discussed with you, our audience, about covenant as one of the most important theological ideas in biblical study. It is reflected in the traditional labels of the Old and New Testaments, i.e. the covenants. Two things are synonymous with each other, biblical history of salvation and the unfolding of God's covenants. We also broke down the covenant in specific terms, calling them the Noabic, Noadic, and Abrahamic covenant, the Mosaic and David, Davidic covenant, and the New Covenant. Well, the first, I better get that cup of coffee before I, we as we right, go now, along. I want I want to excuse myself here. All right, well, hurry back. The first mention of this covenant highlights God's plans to preserve Noah and the others in the ark, as we read in Genesis 6.18. Because remember, he's getting ready to wipe out the earth. God's plan is to bless Abraham in two ways, because that's also the Noahic and the Abrahamic covenants. One, he was going to, God would make him into a great nation and make his name great. And secondly, God would bless others through him. And that's us, the descendants of Abraham. These are ratified by covenant in Genesis 15, 18. As God's people, we maintain our covenant through sacrificial worship Mm -hmm. of animals, Mm -hmm. particularly on the Day of Atonement through Leviticus 16, because that was part of the ritual. We atone for Israel's sin and symbolically express God's forgiveness. This allowed God to bless the people through this covenant with Moses or the Mosaic covenant. The Davidic covenant thus identifies more precisely the lineage of the offspring of royal descendant of Abraham through David, which can be traced explicitly in Genesis, Genesis 35, 11 and 49, 10. Now remember, get these and write them down or come back to them so you can read your Bible. Yeah, it's always important when you're listening to the Stone Booters Hour to have your Bibles available. Yep. Because uh, the New Testament covenant declares that all God's covenant promises are realized in and through Jesus, as referenced in Luke 1 5, 1 54 through 55, and also 2 Corinthians 1 20. Jesus, or we always refer to him as Yeshua, is also the perfect covenant mediator. But the covenant of which he is mediator is established on better promises. That's in Hebrews 8, 6b, which is explained in terms of an internal redemption. Got to get that Bible out because it's in Hebrews 9, 12, and the internal inheritance. Go to Hebrews 9, 15. But today, we feel a more pressing need to discuss what is happening to our children's innocence in today's covenants. News highlights and stories are frightening to most. Yes. But we also wonder how they're affecting our children. Yes, and we're going to delve into that. But first, let's visit our Stone Builders partner, Dr. Elton Powell, chiropractic physician of Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center. If you've been in an accident, have back pain, headaches, 
diabetes, diabetes. or seeking weight loss. You got to get it now before yes. summer's here. The weather's it's, here already. It's too it late. It is. <laughs> Almost too late. No, you have still time. We'll, we'll, give, you, you we'll give you Dr. May, Powell. June. Yes. Let's call for an appointment. Dr. Elton Powell at 1395 Cross Creek Circle. He's now a medical clinic. And you can call him at 850-402-9061. And let him know the Stone Builders sent you. I think Pastor has a few announcements that he's going to share, especially Farm Share. And we'll move on to Dawn of Innocence. You know what? Uh, we had an awesome time at our Farm Share uh, that uh, was hosted by Representative Ramon Alexander. Yes. We share 17,404 pounds of Farm Share food that we were able to share to 275 households uh, here in our community. Yay. We have a number of volunteers who showed up to help us do that in record time because everyone was afraid that it was going to rain. But you know what? We prayed God to hold back the storms. So now we have the one coming up where you have Congressman uh, Al Lawson, uh, who is hosting a farm share on Saturday, May 15th. We're going to give a circuit away food at 8 o'clock or earlier until food runs out. And this one's going to be at Griffin Middle School. That's at 800 Alabama Street here in Tallahassee. But you know what? You have to line up on Alabama Street. And that way we can go into the school, uh, pick up your food items. And it's, I'm sorry, folks, but due to COVID-19, this is also a drive through only event. And there's no walk-ups. I'm so sorry there's no walk-ups. But we want to thank um, um, uh, Congressman Al Lawson's partners, Cumulus Media, also Leon County Schools, and, of course, uh, Griffin uh, Middle School, the host. Uh, they're an awesome group of people there. So, hey, mark your calendar and come by, stop by, and say, hey, see you, Pastor, Elder JC. Thank you. All right. And also a shout out to thank you to distinguished young gentlemen who came out, out to help us. And also the Law Enforcement Academy. They, they had a nice crew there to help out. So and thanks also for that. distinguished young gentlemen. They did a step show for oh, us at yes. the end. So it was great. So definitely we'll see you then. And we will be right back. I thank you for it all. Great and small, the times of victory and when I fall, I'm so grateful that I'm still standing tall. My name is Anne-Marie Baker, and I used to have severe, excruciating right arm and neck pain. Thanks to spinal decompression therapy from Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center, I no longer have any pain or discomfort, and my issues were resolved without having any surgery. Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center has helped me enjoy my life again. At Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center, we unlock your potential to be the best version of you build your body to excellent health. Hi, my name is Dr. Powell, and we take pride in giving you fast and friendly service that is tailored to your needs. We provide safe, comfortable, and effective treatments using state-of-the-art equipment. Life is full of adjustments, so get yourself realigned for better, healthier future today. Call 402-9061. That's 402-9061. Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center. Online at dynamicspineandwellness.com. Tune in to the Stone Builders Hour, a unique talk show hosted by Pastor Gary and Elder JC every Thursday at 5 o'clock on Wave 94.1.
Elder JC here with Living Stones with another parenting snippet just for you. Parents, do you know the difference between discipline and punishment? No? Listen up. Discipline offers the correct behavior and encourages growth, developing good behavior for the future. It comes from an attitude of love and makes children feel secure. Punishment, on the other hand, makes a child pay for doing something wrong. Paying for something in the past comes from an attitude of anger, makes children fearful, angry, hostile, and guilty. Now you know the difference between discipline and punishment. For further information, contact Living Stones, welivingstones.org. This, this, this segment, we're going to talk about do these lives really matter, young folks? But first, we need to invite you to become a Stone Builders partner. You can do so by sewing a $25 gift so that we may continue to stay on the air and continue to post our various shows on different podcast stations. Yes. It's so easy. Just visit our website at welivingstones.org and click that donate button. Your faithful donation will support this show, our prison ministry, and parenting snippets. Also, remember, not only you can listen on Wave 94.1, but at your convenience on Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google, and iTunes. I did all the one breath, praise God, podcast stations. So become a $25 friend, and we'll send you a special gift. They're just waiting for you. All right. So do these lives matter? We have the name of innocent bystanders, especially children who um, are really plaguing our news, current events. Uh, BLM, Black Lives Matter, speaks on the black lives taken by white police officers. But what about the innocent children caught in the crossfire, killed by our own people? So sad. Any of these names sound familiar to you? But we're going to listen quickly to a news report. In our national lead, take a look here. At least six innocent kids across the U.S. were shot and killed in senseless gun violence over this holiday weekend. Here are pictures of just four of them, all of these children under the age of 14. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio said his city saw too much violence this weekend with at least 60 victims, 44 different shootings. As CNN's Nick Valencia reports, this is coming as the nation sees an uptick in gun violence after scrutiny on racial bias and policing. Seven-year-old Natalia Wallace was playing with her cousins in the front yard of her Chicago-area home. In Hoover, Alabama, Royte DeMarco Giles Jr. had just finished second grade and was walking in the mall. Eight-year-old Sequoia Turner was out on a drive with her mother in Atlanta. These young faces are among the at least six children shot and killed in what was a violent 4th of July holiday weekend. Wow, that sounded horrible. This was last year. We need you, Lord. So what I'm going to do is give you this year. Oh, no. And so far in Chicago, six children have been killed. Let's listen. 
a memorial for a child gunned down in Chicago. Community members released balloons near the Homeland Square restaurant where seven-year-old Jaslyn Adams was killed. Adams was shot at a McDonald's drive-through at Roosevelt and Kedzie. Her father was also shot, but he is expected to survive. They also set up a memorial in her honor. Right, Brad and Erica, seven-year-old Jaslyn Adams, also known as Pinky, by her family. One of at least six kids shot in the last seven weeks here in Chicago, and that is a trend that local organizations are working to reverse. Oh, wow. So children are living in war zones in Chicago and in other larger cities and even here in Tallahassee. Yes. What are parents to do? Our neighbors and our innocents. Oh, God. Innocents are our children. Yes. We had children right across the street from us who lost their life at two years old. It'd break your heart. One thing I just want to interject here is we talk about those larger cities like Chicago, New York, St. Louis, uh, Portland, and others, but we have so much of it here even in our own mm. backyard. So it's no longer just the big cities. It's in your counties. It's in your smaller cities. Yeah. It's in those towns that where we feel that none of this should be going on and people are somewhat paralyzed because we really don't know what to do. Yes, indeed, because we live in 32304 yes. uh, zip code, which was one of the highest um, crime area in the state of Florida. And this is where we reside. And we know that we have the covering of the almighty. So statistics in cities where defunding the police has been addressed is seeing an upswing in violent crimes. Mm. Since April, as mentioned, 13 children and teenagers have died from gun violence within the St. Louis city with only one being solved. With such spikes in crime, just as in Chicago alone, our answer, we must get back to the Lord. Yes. We have a, a, a hey, just listen to uh, this next uh, Fox newscast. Chicago rocked by yet another violent weekend. Police say at least 33 people shot, nine fatally, including a nine-year-old boy who was playing with friends. The city seeing a 52% surge in homicide since last year, 139% spike in July alone. Oh, Lord, we need you now. But it doesn't stop there. In New York City, there have already been 777 shootings this year, more than all of last year. In Minneapolis, where George Floyd was killed, a man was shot and killed on Saturday, pushing the total number of homicides to 41, more than twice the total in all of 2019. Well, mm. have times changed? Mm. The biggest threat to children when we were growing up was not the extreme violence that we see today, especially gun violence. Uh, before, I, I think we brought sticks and knives or uh, our fists, sticks and stones. Break my <laughs> right. But, or we brought our fist. And it may have been, you know, the bully down the street, but invariably we always found a way to work our problems out. We didn't have to resort to pulling out a weapon. We shouldn't have to worry about these things in terms of settling our differences. So what's going to be next? I think our greatest weapon is coming up next. And we want you to stay tuned because 
invariably mm. we need to train up a child. Yes, we'll be right back. You don't know what I've been through. Let me share my story with you. All the things that he brought me through. My stormy days and my rainy days. Carter's Corner provides expert athletic consulting to agencies, sports programs, and families. Services include fundraising, community events, football camps, career planning, and vending. Carter's Corner offers quality coaching to athletes and highlights their actions on the field and classrooms to college recruiters. Call Sam Carter, 850-510-6702 or email carterscorner at me.com. Carter's Corner is also a 501c3 nonprofit. Hey, Dads. Pastor Gary here from Living Stones with a fatherhood tip just for you. Did you know on any given day, there are over 2 million children who have a father in prison, which means many children are growing up without their dads. So men, please mentor these children with homework, sports, and church. Reach out to your youth programs in your area and check out our website, welivingstones.org. We're your neighbors. We're noble. This is Dewey Rio with Noble, the national organization of black law enforcement executives. Noble serves as the conscience of law enforcement. Our aim is to ensure fairness in the administration of justice and public service to all. We also support our youth through scholarships, mentoring, and educational programs. With over 3,000 members worldwide who work in the criminal justice system, our goal is to offer solutions to law enforcement issues and concerns in the communities we serve. North Florida Noble chapter members are also your neighbors. Many are first responders answering calls to your emergency and safety needs. We have members in education, social services, and other areas. We've chosen to be guardians in our community, but we need your help. Through these messages, we'd like to provide information for your safety and improve communications with law enforcement. This message is presented by this radio station and the North Florida chapter of Noble. For more information, visit noblenorthflorida.com, and together we can promote justice by action. Welcome back to the Stone Builders Hour. Oh boy, didn't get that out. Got tongue tied. <laughs> 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 A unique faith talk show sharing the good news with you and loved ones by helping to build healthy relationships. We need you to contact us if you wish to discuss a, a particular topic. Um, we're open to suggestions. We'd love to hear from you. You may contact us at 850-219-0091 or visit our website, welivingstones.org, and you can get touch, in touch with us through email. Well, mm. we believe the answer is provided in Proverbs 22.6. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Amen. Ephesians 6, 4 says, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. And that, Second half comes from 2 Timothy 
uh, one of the things that we've been talking about a lot of times with with our families is sometimes families believe that we all should be, you know, we hear that it takes a village to raise a child, but really that change in the, this these last few years, because in the beginning it was the parents who took care of the children. Now we're not so sure. Well, how many men are in the village now? Yeah, if, not too oh. many. And that's one of the things I know we'll discuss further is father absence. But in order for children to be raised, they have to have some guidance. And really, it's God's order that parents are accountable for their children. No one else. Yes, it takes a village. But I can remember growing up in our neighborhood, if we did something wrong, by the time we got home, we were well warned mm-hmm. by all the people who knew what's going on. Mm-hmm. But today, we don't have that same connection. The final duty rests with parents, and particularly the father as the head. So we talked about father absence being one of the major things that why children are being raised properly. Not being disciplined. Yes. He's not there to give discipline. Yes. And, and we said discipline, there, dis- not yes. punishment. So. Uh, yes. <laughs> but proper teaching of children as a necessity is having a right attitude and a right foundation. Today's children may be missing this, and we talked about that due to a major father absence scenario. And I know Pastor can speak on that because of just the number of men who taught in prison. 80% of our children are growing up with a father in their home. Are not. Correct. They are not in the home. Yeah, they're growing up on their own. And then when you look at the number... single-headed female household. And if you also note... Uh, the number of men who are in prison who uh, that you taught fatherhood who would come out and say if they only knew these things beforehand, they may not be yes. where they're at. Because believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not raising your children, the world will raise them for That's you. Right. And we have some dastardly stuff going on in today's world. And it's just unfortunate that you know, people, these young men are gravitating towards gang because of the camaraderie uh, and the brotherhood and the nurturing that a gang provides, even though it may be a violent uh, method uh, to be part of the gang. That's just so sad. A young lady, seven years old, had to lose her life because of retaliation of uh, one gang against the other gang. Yes. And it's to kill the child and not the father, but to cause pain. Uh, well, and it's interesting you brought that particular story up because I went back to take a look and that's part of where we're getting our headlines for our show today. But when you look at the physical car that was shot up, they didn't shoot at the driver. All of the bullets went through the trunk and the sides of the pass- passenger in the back seat. She was in the back seat. So there He's even, he walked away with some injuries, but he knew his daughter didn't make it. Wow. What, what kind of nonsense? What, how do you make sense there of any of that? Except that the devil, Satan, the deceiver, oh, he's busy. goes about seeking mm. who he can destroy. And he's busy in Chicago. Yes, he is. And he is having his way here. He's working his way around the country. Right yes, now. he is around the world. Oh, so bringing up a child with destructive criticism, mm. condemnation, 
unrealistic expectations, sarcasm, intimidation, and fear provoke children to wrath, as J.C. stated in Ephesians 6.4. No learning can take place in such an atmosphere. Alternatively, an atmosphere rich in encouragement, tenderness, patience, listening, affection, and love builds up children utilizing the Lord's foundation. Before you go on, one of the things that we used to do in our after-school program is not only tutoring them and helping them with their math and their science and helping them put together their history projects or science projects. One of the things that we just found that getting on their level, speaking to them with a calm voice helps them in the long run. And a lot of them, I would explain to them that there's not much I can do about whatever your home situation is, but you know, if it's going to be, it's up to me and it's up to you to determine which direction you're going to going. But the more they work through those issues, the better they become. And even when they feel like they're about to have a breakdown, because sometimes children are aware that they'll come to you and say, I need to talk or I need need to have quiet time or I need (laughs) to do this because they know in and of themselves that what their buttons are, you know, what triggers them. And they share so much. I know my office door was always open. And uh, to uh, our young, our young citizens, and many times uh, they would come in and just say that they were just mad. Yes. They don't know why they're mad. Yes, I'm just mad today, and uh, and just let them talk and invent, and, and just let just be. Basically, our job is just being listeners. Yes, and sometimes they make your toes curl. <laughs> Some of the things that they share, and there's a lot of lost innocence of our children in yes. this world. But you know, of course, the Lord's definition of family constitute the order following Christ and the church model as husband-wife relationships, with the husband being the head and children ultimately obeying their parents. Mm-hmm. I know that's how it was in our household. Yes, it was. And I just praise God that we've been blessed to have children who stayed out of the penal system and and also are good citizens and raising up their children as they were raised. Praise God. You know how what a blessing that is? Yes, it is. So, you know, Ephesians 6, 1 and 3. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Yes. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with the promise, that it may be well with thee, thou mayest live long on the earth. I love that that it not only be well with me as a child also of a parent but also a child of God but that I may have long life we must remember that the guidelines we follow for being in the family of the Lord is really for those who believe so a lot of the situations we have are people who may be unbelievers and it's not saying that unbelievers aren't good parents that some of them are but when we are believers we are supposed to be walking in this guideline and sometimes it's not for everyone our behavior is to do accordingly with the lord for our children husband and wife so we're to perform the same whether we're an employee because it goes into where we work whether or we're an employer because everything we do should be honoring the lord 
And this includes working with those that are unbelievers. I remember that just brought to mind a, a woman I worked with. She would come to work and she always had her Bible. She always came early so she could go through her lessons and do that. But there are just certain things she just didn't seem like she could ever get done in the same fashion as the rest of us as workers. And people started talking about her, basically behind her back. And one day I just went and approached her and said, you know, I I know that you're a believer. I see that you have your Bible and all of that. I said, but do you know that people are talking about you because you're not finishing your work on time or you're not doing this or you're not doing that? And so she wanted to quote me a Bible. And I says, well, look, (laughs) I'm a believer, too. But one of the things that we need to be doing is how we want people to see us and how we act with other people is as though we do it before the Lord. So if you want the Lord to bless what you're doing, then you need to be doing it righteously. So so many people can be so heavenly bound that they're no earthly good. Good. Uh, Hey, and that was the truth for her. Uh, She finally got it together, but it took a while. Our conduct is to be seen as how the whole church operates. I think people, if, if we got more of that in our spirit, that we operate like God is always watching over us, maybe things would be changed. Because I, I know a lot of times people say, well, if I do this, it's not going to change anything. It's not about what the whole world is doing. It's what you're doing as an individual. That is why in Ephesians 6.10, what? We are required to put on our whole armor of God. Every day when you get up, yes. put it on. And it's Ephesians 6.10-13, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against who? The wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, we, they weren't wrestling with her, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness. I mean, wickedness in mm, high places. They in low places, too. Yeah, yes, they are. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. That's Ephesians again, 6, mm-hmm. 10 through 13. Because if you're not doing that, you're going to get caught up in the mess that she was getting caught up with. She was reading her Bible. She was really into the word, but she wasn't fulfilling her duty as you, you called it earlier, Pastor, a citizen. She was a citizen of that corporation. She needed to be doing her work properly. You know, it would be awesome. If we have fathers in the home, or even if they're divorced or the child, if a father had a connection with their child, a father teaching his child, uh, Ephesians 6.10, a father teaching his child the Ten Commandments, a father teaching his child, I have unconditional love for you, and showing him the right way to go. A father who has so much love for his children that it outweighs the gangs, evil, all those who are trying to the, the kidnap kids through sexual violence and, and trafficking. Yes, it's, it's such crazy a crazy with our children are are dealing with 
it's like the dawn of innocence it has already raised and now it's going down again and it's just so unfortunate that our children aren't having an opportunity to be children yes it's like they're grown up already and they have to grow up fast so let's stay tuned to find out why man's way is not working and, and we'll be right back in him do i live move and have my being Guess who? It's me, Elder JC, asking your support for Livingstone's Parenting Engagement Services. What is it? It will help parents be more active in their children's lives. Other ways to support? Donate online at WeLivingStones.org or call us at 850-219-0091. Remember, your donation is tax deductible. Hi, I'm Cheryl Bolt. I met Pastor Gary Montgomery and his wife, JC, at Livingstones International while working here at Wave 94. I love Pastor Gary and JC. I love their hearts. I love their passion for the families who are affected by incarceration. Imagine how you would feel if you were unable to be with your children because of choices you now regret, choices that landed you in prison. We may never know the difference LSI, Livingstones International, is making for these families. What if LSI didn't have the funds to reach out to the children whose mom or dad or both were serving time? This is why I became a monthly LSI sponsor. Would you please consider giving to help support this important ministry? Give whatever God leads you to give as a one-time gift or as a monthly sponsor. Your giving will change lives and will encourage Pastor Gary and JC to continue the work they now are so committed to do. Go to their website, welivingstones.org, or Google Livingstones International Tallahassee and support this worthwhile ministry. Thank you. doesn't work because we need we are created by the almighty and the almighty wants to work through us and wants us to love him unconditionally and he will direct us and order our steps yes lord and as we follow him he will lead us yes so i welcome you back and just know that in ephesians 6 4 which we read earlier and that from a child thou hast known the holy scripture, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. The important word here is faith. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. A lot of our children are angry because, Daddy, you're not there. Who does he turn and talk to if he has a issues at school or issue with you know uh, people who want to bring him into the gang or or who does he talk to colossians 3 uh, 21 and deuteronomy 6 7 and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children and shall talk of them when thou sittest in thy house and when thou walkest by the way 
and when thou liest down and when thou rises up. So you have to be there in the home so you can teach them when you sitting, when you relaxing, when you walking, when you lying down resting or when you getting up to go because children are watching you. They need to be able to see you, touch you, feel you. This, this, this verse is it's repeated in Deuteronomy eleven nineteen, And then also in Psalm 78, 4. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he hath done. And it's repeated again in Proverbs 22, 6. Train up a child. That's what we started with, started out with, in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Are we getting the message yet that those of us believers must raise our children to a different standard? God Almighty standards, not that of this world. His way. Yes. Not the world's way. Yes. And it's so interesting when you think about all of the Israelites that came through their connection with God. One of the things he always stated to them was that they had to be aware of their situation. They had to always talk of God through their children. They always had to share with them the statutes and how to do things righteously. And somehow we've gotten away from that. In fact, when we did through prayer out of school, it's almost everything was downhill after that. We used to say a prayer, then the pledge of Yes, yes. We had to stand and hold our hands over our hearts. Yes, so somehow the situation has become more grave because we have removed God. So what about this faith that we talked about? It's important to God. In James, he spends a lot of time speaking on faith. And one of the things that he speaks of in James 2, uh, 14 through 26, it says, What doth it profit my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works? Hmm, Let's Hmm. see. Can faith save him? Nope. If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding you give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? Because even Yeshua said that. He said, if, if someone comes and asks for your, for your shirt, give them your coat too. Uh-oh. So as I continue, and we're in verse 17 of James 2, even so, faith, if it had not works, is dead, being alone. And it goes on to say, yea, a man may say, thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. Well, hey. The devils also believe, and they tremble. But wilt thy know, O vain man, that faith without works 
is dead. <laughs> and he goes on to talk about how Abraham believed in God. He even talked about Rahab the harlot was justified by works because she believed and allowed the, the messengers of God to go free. But lastly, in verse James 2, 26, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. So do you know, do you have faith? Do you have works? That's a mustard seed faith. Mm, when we speak of faith as James sees it, we are living right, not just speaking the words. We are legitimate. Although Paul says we cannot earn salvation, but he describes Abraham receiving the promise through only one way, mm. and that was his faith in God. And when we go to Galatians 3, 6 through 12, even as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness, know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. I'm a child of Abraham. Yeah. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preach before the gospel unto Abraham. And of course, we know he was blessed to be with many nations. Verse 10, for as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, curse is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them, but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident for the just shall live by faith. And Paul was also adamant about, I mean, he wrote this, but he was so adamant about talking about our faith. And the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. Remember, James, I believe places you put your real faith on a new level. It's not just intellectual because the demons, like we said, believe the same thing. That's right. We have come to a How gr- they know scripture. Too. Yes, they do. And, and it's interesting. You think you know it? They probably know it better. And so that's why we need to get it into our spirit. We must come to a greater understanding of how our faith corrects our actions. So parents, we are losing our children due to not sharing our real faith with them. That proves it's real and not fake. And I think a lot of our youth are falling away from uh, the Lord. They're not going to churches. Our churches are diminishing because I believe that we've been so much stuck on ritual, stuck on how things are done that we haven't shown our children the true experience of faith. And I think we would not be experiencing the type of violence we have today if we had done that in the beginning. And this was going on before the violence. Yes, it was. Before the shutdown. Yes, it was. Before that the children were not allowed to go to school. Yes. It started a long time ago. And I know that, you know, Paul justifies our living by the law and faith in Galatians 3.19. He says, wherefore then serve the law? It was added because of transgressions. Till the seed should come to whom the promise was made, and it was ordained by angels in the hands of a mediator. Now, a mediator is not a mediator of one, but God is one. It is the law then against the promises of God. God forbid. 
For if there had been a law given which could have given life, verily righteousness should have been by the law. But the scriptures have concluded all under sin that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. Mm. Gotta believe. Mm. But before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up unto the faith which should afterwards be revealed. Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after that faith has come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. For ye are the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. Even though you're trying to do... Stay on the scripture. (laughs) For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed. I am. And heirs according to the promise. Mm. Here we are because you got men trying to be women and women trying to be men. Talk about ball of confusion. We, We have some tenets of the law versus what our faith can do for us in Christ. Mm. First, the law was intended to reveal sin, not for righteousness. Secondly, the law cannot measure up to Christ's coming for our salvation. And thirdly, the law and the promise are complementary due to there is no power in the law to change our sinful nature. Only God can do that through Christ. This is to accept this with childlike faith. Mm. No questions asked. Under the law, we were in a state of bondage and immaturity. But under the gospel, our status is that of sons and heirs. Mm. In Galatians 3.26, we said, For ye are all children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. And that last verse in Galatians 29, And if ye be Christ, then ye are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. We believe as believers this is the missing ingredient for our children. And the violence we see today, that's why. Well, I just want to interject this one thing because I got goosebumps about just speaking about being an heir with Abraham. Remember, we are the seeds through which Abraham is blessing us. I mean, we're being blessed in this situation. When you think about the technology, where we are today as far as knowledge and being able to ascertain certain things. I mean, the fact that they're, um, I know you love when uh, Tesla and them are throwing up the rockets and they can come and bring it back and land That's them amazing. right on the path. Now they're going to the moon. <clears throat> now they're going and there will be real travel. But we can't leave this earth under the situation that we are. And Philippians 2, 5 through 8 says, let this mind be in you which it was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation 
and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, are you willing to put yourself in that same position? Because we are really to be of no account. We, wouldn't, we shouldn't think it robbery to do the right thing at the right time. And it's just a shame because we have turned our children over to the state. Yes. No longer are we raising up our children and educating our children, but we expect the school to raise up our children and to teach our children. We always looked at, JC and I, we always looked at school as a supplement to what they were learning at At home. home, yes. Instead of being the primary message that they're receiving. Because right now, you have children who haven't been in school for almost a year right now. And what are they learning? Because the parents aren't teaching them. And now they're actually sending paperwork home to the parents for the parents to evaluate their children's schoolwork or whether or not they're going to put their kids in special A, special ed, and they haven't even been in school for a year. Well, and you want me as a parent to measure my child on uh, and learning on a computer on whether or not they're going to go to special ed when school opens back up. I, I just believe that God is intending for us as parents to take a role in which we feel it's not robbery to be doing the right thing. And if we're not doing the right thing, then that means we're allowing our child to have some deficiencies, deficiencies toward hanging out with the wrong crowd, doing things they're not supposed to, uh, not living up to their full potential. Because my whole thing as a parent was that my child should be able to exceed me in everything. And my kids are smart. They are smarter than me. And my grandkids are probably smarter than than that. That's not there yet. But but I just feel. They're in process. Yes. But I just feel that the knowledge that we have put into our children, that they're putting into their children, is going to be exponential. And that's that's our job. That's what we should be doing. So we're going to take our last break and we'll be right back. You're amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. So amazing. So amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. So amazing. You call the sun, the sun and moon to shine. Hey, dads. Pastor Gary here from Living Stones with a fatherhood tip just for you. Dads make a valuable contribution to the well-being of their children, such as promoting healthy physical, emotional, social, and spiritual development. So dads, start today to be the best father you can be. Also, check out our website, welivingstones.org. Hi, Elder J.C. Montgomery here with a parenting snippet just for you. Mom, you're a gateway. When talking with the father of your children, the only thing you can control is what you do and speak. You have the best chance to affect what he says and does when you remain calm. 
listening skills include the ability to sense sound, paying attention to your tone, paying attention to what you hear. That is listening. So pay attention, moms. Someone is listening to you. Boy, I love this topic. I I just feel that we could be talking about this over and over and over again. But in Galatians 4, Paul tries to sway us from the ritualistic view of our God. Because I think a lot of us have that. We feel like we go to church and that's where God is. God is everywhere. But it is, I believe, brought on by rituals and philosophies that which will enslave us. The elements of the world are evil spirits that the law enslaves and then condemns us. And you see that happening right now. We're going back to a different time period where people were talking about going back to paganism. Remember, Paul stated to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, by bonding with Christ, not the law. Galatians 4 stresses the appointed time for his return when our worldly conditions are going to dictate his coming back. Do you know he's coming? Oh, wow. And the conditions, our worldly conditions are so, we think they're bad. Just imagine during Paul's time, they thought it was bad. <laughs> right. And That's now we're looking and saying it's even worse than that. Do you feel we're getting closer to that experience? Of course, Christ being sent from his father to us is to rescue us from slavery. Hmm. That's our redemption. And to bring us as slaves into sonship, adoption. Praise God. We are assured of this sonship through Christ's spirit connected to Abba the Father. Yes. So to avoid legalism, we must avoid going back into paganism. Thinking about it. Oh, God, it's, it's an action right yes, now. Yes, it right is. Right before our eyes. Sometimes, abortion is one of them. That's one of the major form of paganism is killing unborn children with a heartbeat. Some things that some of our schools are teaching our children today. Going backwards is not an option for believers. Paul wrote this verse to let the Galatians know the clear choice between law and grace. Those who opt for justification by the works of the law have fallen from grace because it is impossible to have it both ways. Have your cake and eat it too. The effective operating power of God the Almighty, in other words, becomes ineffective in the life of anyone who trusts in his own efforts for salvation. Mm. True believers, believers, please listen in. Look forward through the spirit to being accepted by God on the ground of what? Our faith, not the law. Referencing the end of ages speaks to God announcing our final verdict upon believers and the blessings of interning with him. We're always saying, I want to be in that number when the saints come marching in. Hallelujah. Romans 8.23, and not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the spirit. Even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit 
the redemption of our body. I want to have that same Mm. spiritual body that Christ has. Remember, the spirit and the flesh are diametrically opposed to one another as evidenced by the use of the words, works, and fruit. Mm. We cannot be victorious in our own strengths, but Christ is the way. Therefore, we do not operate under the law or our flesh, works, but by our fruit will men know us. And Christ said that, Yeshua always said that, by our fruits will men know who we are. So our role as believers is train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 22, 6. Pastor, any ending thoughts as we close out this section, which was just amazing to me because it just speaks to the situation that's going on in our modern society today, the the violence yeah. of our children. I just want to offer up a prayer to our Thank you. Because uh, it is heartbreaking, and I'm not finished with the dawn of innocence yet because I'm mad, and I don't want to take it no more. It's time to draw that line in the sand for our children. Yes. Because of their innocence, they should have an opportunity to grow and to live. Too many of your young folks who are in these gangs, uh, they don't see a life beyond 18 years old. Or life, hey, they're 25 and they're amazed that they're still alive. There's something the matter with that. So, But just say that, Lord God, we praise you that you are fully in control of all things. Thank you, Lord. I pray you protect our children. Keep them healthy and help them to thrive. I thank you that you know every hair on their heads. You know exactly when they rise and when they fall. Watch over all our children in every area of their life and keep them safe always, I pray. Amen. 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 And Pastor said it. He said we're going to dibble dabble a little bit more in the uh, dawn of innocence. So just stay tuned because we'll have more to come. Because it's not just Black Lives Matter. It's the children of God that matters. Thank you, Lord. Appreciate that. Thank you, Pastor, for that. All right. We're out. Till next week. God bless. Uh, I got is awesome. The world is full of iconic figures. The people praise them. They stock us up in a high percentage. The giants in our eyes. The sky's the limit. The picture painted is larger than life, but God is bigger. Your God is greater.